Attentive Teaching, Advocating Calm, Cultivating Resilience. Hi, welcome to Attentive Teaching. I'm Cindy Schwartz. Today's podcast will be the final episode of Season 2, with more to come in the near future. And with that in mind, I thought it would be nice to devote this podcast to some of the reasons why people become teachers and why I became one as well. In 2014, Scholastic and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation helped organize a survey of 20,000 public school teachers and found that 85% of those polled became teachers so that they could make a difference in the lives of children. Only 4% entered the teaching profession for the earning potential. And this is substantiated by many other studies, including one conducted by Teach.com, owned and operated by 2U Inc., that partners with universities to build and deliver hundreds of digital and in-person educational offerings, including degrees and professional certificates. They found that teachers usually do not go into the teaching profession for the money, or summer vacations. And a 2016 article in NPR Ed confirms this as well by noting that beginning teachers make about 20% less than college grads in other fields. Clearly, teachers go into teaching for more existential reasons than economic ones. So why are people still becoming teachers? What are some of the joys teaching brings, even in the most challenging of times? Well, an August 2016 article in Edutopia by Carrie Lamb addresses just this very question. In her 11 rewards of being a teacher, she says that teaching enables us as teachers to make an impact on lives, to ignite the spark of learning in students, to surround ourselves with love and laughter, to create our own work environment. Teaching allows us to inspire others, feed our own inner creativity, and ultimately to teach what we love. So then why do we become teachers? Well, it seems that we become teachers because we have a passion for our subject matter and a desire to impart that to others. We continually hope that through our efforts, we will spark an intellectual curiosity in our students that enables them to become their better selves. Now, here is why I became a teacher. My seventh grade social studies teacher inspired me to become a teacher. He was a bolt of energy in the classroom, the likes of which I had never experienced in all my years in school. Up and down the aisles, he would walk with a gait that was exhilarating, stopping to ask us what we thought and how we felt about the material we were discussing that day. If you were president during the Civil War, how would you have handled it? If you were asked to vote to ratify the 18th Amendment that banned alcohol throughout the country, would you have voted for it? Questions, questions, questions. Socrates would have hailed this teacher of mine for insisting that we think, dig in, and evaluate. I had never had a teacher like this man before and would never have one again like him. So I decided to become him. I decided then and there in the seventh grade to be a social studies teacher and have never once regretted my decision. But there is another reason why I entered the field of education, and that has to do with my sister. My sister was that kid. She was the hypo-aroused student. She was compliant and quiet, but not really present. 
Teachers and fellow students so intimidated her, and consequently she was most always silent. She appeared as if she was listening in class, but I suspect she was thinking more about a someday music career than math. She would follow me around and try to join my classes so that she would feel connected to someone somewhere. When a teacher of hers embarrassed her one day in class about her lack of knowledge on the subject, I insisted on being her advocate and speaking with the principal. He heard me. And although I'm not sure if anything really changed for her in the classroom, I knew then and there that I would be an advocate for others in the future. Children cannot learn if they are stressed. My years as a teacher have been filled with glorious successes and difficult realities. Not every day is a parade, but every day is, at least for me, a revelation. What works? What hasn't worked? How can I continue to craft my lessons so that my students are interested, engaged, and excited about learning? How can I make connections with my students so that they feel understood, validated, and cared for? Perhaps that little book by Don Miguel Ruiz, The Four Agreements, offers the best daily words of wisdom that we should take with us into our classrooms each day. Be impeccable with our word. Don't take anything personally. Don't make assumptions. And always do your best. And with that, I wish you a lovely spring, a happy and healthy summer ahead, and look forward to connecting with you when our school year begins again in the fall. Regardless of how education looks, remember, we here at Attentive Teaching, we've got you. Thank you for joining us today on Attentive Teaching. Visit us at attentiveteaching.com, where you can find archived podcasts, links to our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram pages. Subscribe on Apple and Google Podcasts or Spotify, or your app of choice. This has been Cindy Schwartz, a co-founder of Attentive Teaching. I thank you so much for stopping by. I wish you a beautiful teaching day and great peace in your classroom.